The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Number 19 on the most interesting, the 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players is Daniel Gafford. The big man's got a lot of opportunity this season with no Chris Haps He should start at center and could get lots of blocks, but is he overhyped. Can we trust him? We're going to talk about it today. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to Shaq! Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life! And he's going to Back out to Allen! His three-pointer! Curry for three! Wow! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, welcome again to another installment of the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players. We are counting our way down to what I believe are the most interesting, the most influential, and potentially the picks that could win or lose your fantasy basketball league and doing a bit of a deeper dive on each of these players individually. What is, I guess, the key factors into what they're, what brings them value in fantasy basketball drafts this season? What could go wrong? And where we should be looking to draft each of these players. So at number 19 today, we are talking about Daniel Gafford, who is one of um, a few late round centers, which uh, is causing, uh, it's getting a lot of steam lately with, with some hype, but also is dealing currently with a bit of an injury, which we will get to in a moment as well. I'm going to talk about where we should get him. If you haven't already, go and check out 20 through 25. We've got some very interesting players already discussed. You can go and check them out on YouTube or on or wherever you get your uh, podcast. Go and have a look at them as well. And if you are, if your draft is coming up for fantasy basketball very soon, I would definitely recommend going and checking out ballboysnba.com and getting uh, a copy of the Ball Boys Season Guide. You can either get a silver or platinum membership. Um, Platinum members get access to all of my rankings and all of my projections as well for the top 250 players, as well as my newly released Dynasty rankings, which again covers 250 players deep, um, giving you my thoughts on every single player, their strengths, weaknesses, and how I would rank them in a Dynasty format. So go over and check that one out if you are looking for some more in-depth fantasy basketball tools. 
Let's talk about Daniel Gafford. If I bring up, where have I got his thing? Daniel Gafford, number 19, most interesting player. He is not 20 years old. I'm going to have to fix that one up here. But he is projected to be the starting center at Washington this season. If I just fix that up, he is in fact 25 years old as that is now fixed. Um, he is going late in draft. So if we look at his ADP on Yahoo, it's 99. On Fantrax, it's at about 92. And ESPN, he's going very late at 117.1. So he is someone that is available close to the 100. That was much further a few weeks ago. It is definitely coming in. And people are getting excited about the fact that he is a guy that, as a per-minute player, can put up some decent numbers, those classic big man stats. However, we should address firstly um, the injury that he sustained recently. A couple of days ago, it was reported that he hurt his elbow in a pickup game and is expected to miss two to four weeks. So I'm recording this on the 4th of October. So the injury was sustained on the 2nd of October. So if we look at two weeks from there, he will be fine and will not miss any of the season. If it's four weeks, the longer end of the timetable, he could miss... um, just over a week of NBA action there as well. So it's not likely to impact his um, season too greatly, but it is something for us to keep in mind, at least for someone, especially someone who's uh, figured to step into a larger role this season. It isn't always the best um, preparation for a season when you're stepping into what figures to be a larger role and you've come down with a bit of an injury. So that is something for us to keep in mind, but I don't necessarily think it should affect his draft stock or at least how we view him uh, moving forward. It is an elbow injury, so again, he can keep up conditioning Less likely for that to become a recurring thing, something that really bothers him. He's not necessarily a shooter or anything like that, so we don't need to worry about him um, You know, missing his jump shots because he's got an injured elbow. Really, all he does is dunk the basketball. So I don't think it really should affect how we view him going into drafts, but just do keep that in mind if it does change any and say across the news if that extends out longer. But as of right now, two to four weeks would place him right around the start of the NBA season, maybe cutting a week into it, um, depending on if it's on the two or the four end of that timetable. So what are we talking about with Daniel Gafford here? So last season, he played 78 games. He played 20.6 minutes in that time. When it came to his fantasy rankings, he was the 135th ranked player in nine category settings. He was the 138th ranked player when it was uh, minus one settings. Um, And that took out his threes because obviously he didn't hit any. And in a Yahoo points league, he was the 179th ranked player. But that doesn't tell the full story for Daniel Gafford. What we are going to be focusing the majority of this podcast is talking about what happens now that Kristaps Porzingis is no longer at Washington. He also did start a lot of games last season. Is that something that they're going to be continuing to do? We're going to have a look at their depth chart as well and figure out what can we actually expect from Daniel Gafford this season and where does that place him in terms of fantasy basketball um, ranking. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So last year, as a starter, he started actually 47 games. So over half of the NBA season, he did start. And in fact, it was the final 47 games. So the first 31 games, he came off the bench. And again, that was that had him playing 14.3 minutes. So very low playing time to start the season. And then... Um, at the end of December, Chris Epps-Wazingas was out for a couple of games. He started but never gave the starting job back. He started a lot of games next to Chris Epps-Wazingas in Washington as well. And so for those final 47 games, well, he missed a few here and there, but um, every game he played, he started thereafter. And he averaged 24.7 minutes. So 25 minutes a game as a starting center. And in that time, he averaged 10.8 points, 6.4 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 0.5 steals, 1.4 blocks. He shot 73 from the field and 72 from the free throw line. So all in all... Okay numbers. The field goal percentage is huge. The 1.4 blocks is nice. The rebounds are okay. Not great from a starting center. But it really is the minutes that we're going to focus the majority of this podcast on because it really comes down to how many minutes do we expect uh, or hope uh, Daniel Gafford to play this season because we no longer have Kristaps Porzingis. Um, they don't really have much of a backup when it comes to um, the center position. Um so he would, you would assume, be in line for a big role minutes-wise for the Washington Wizards this season. However, this is where I make myself a little bit nervous when I'm starting to talk about Daniel Gafford in fantasy basketball. I had a very similar situation last season when we talked about another player by the name of Jalen Smith in the Indiana Pacers. We thought he was clearly the starting power forward over there. The per-minute numbers translated quite well in terms of rebounds, blocks. He, he was decent from the field and the free-throw line as well. But he just wasn't good, and he wasn't really ready for those minutes. He's not a player that the team prioritized, and now he figures to be what, a backup center, a backup power forward moving forward, and it just didn't work out. I have a lot of the same feelings when it comes to Daniel Gafford. Now, I do think that Daniel Gafford has a more proven track record than it than it comes to Jalen, Jalen Smith. We know what we're getting with Daniel Gafford. He's not out here trying to do... He's not trying to try to overextend himself. He is what he is. He's a rim-running big man. He plays solid-ish defense. He protects the rim. He rebounds okay. He, he's, he's okay. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination he is a long-term starting center in the NBA. But for this season, the Wizards could get away with playing him at center. I don't think he's going to be catastrophic like Jalen Smith was. However... 
this does make me hesitant to come out here and say he's going to average more than 30 minutes per game because I'm just trying to line up opportunity and also my evaluation of a player and whether or not I think they're good and they deserve those minutes, which ties into whether or not the coach thinks they're good and deserves those minutes as well. The players behind him, in terms of um, the, the starting center position, you've got Mike Muscala. I believe they also recently re-signed Taj Gibson, I want to say, as well, after the injury went down. Um, just confirming that, yes, they did sign Taj Gibson, and he is returning. So you've got Taj Gibson, you've got Mike Muscala there, and then you've got the likes of Xavier Cooks, Tristan Vucevic, uh, Anthony Gill, all these players that aren't really going to see much time on the court this season. But... Again, when he comes back into the, 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 the lineup when he's over this elbow injury, what does that mean when it comes to starting? Now, I went into a bit of a deep dive in terms of Gafford's play when Kristaps Porzingis was out of the starting lineup. Now, that happened throughout the season after Gafford started uh, 13 times. So 13 times once Gafford was starting in the, in the team that Kristaps Porzingis also missed that time. In that time, he averaged 26.4 minutes per game. So not all that much higher than when Kristaps Porzingis was there and he was starting in those games as well. So if I refer back to that previous slide for those on YouTube, his average as a starter in general was 24.6. So he's gone up maybe one and a half minutes per game with Kristaps Porzingis out of the team. However, the biggest thing that it comes for Daniel Gafford in five of those 13 games, he was in what we would consider foul trouble. So foul trouble for my definition is two fouls in the first quarter, three fouls in the second quarter, um, four fouls in the third quarter, or obviously anything more than that five or more in the last quarter. So in five of those games, he he had uh, so nearly half of the games he experienced uh, what we would determine as foul trouble, limiting his minutes. If we removed those games and we then focus on the the remaining eight games, he averaged thirty. Where is it? Thirty one point six minutes per game, which is a big big difference when it comes to a player like Gafford. If we could guarantee that he was going to average thirty one point six minutes per game, he would be going much much higher in drafts. He'd probably be going the seventies or sixties, in my opinion. But I don't think that that is responsible for us to assume and guarantee. It's, number one, a small sample size. Number two, his style of play, he is going to be in foul trouble a decent chunk of the time. Uh, I don't think that that's going to suddenly change. So I think the desire for the Washington Wizards would be to probably play him close to that 30 minutes per game. The reality might look like it's a little bit less than that to me. So in that time, if we have a look at his stats again, when he was starting, he averaged, what did I say, 10.8, 6.4, 1.4, and 73 from the field. I would like to view that basically as the bare minimum for someone like a Daniel Gafford. I think he will at least get that 25 to 26 minutes per game. I think it's probably more likely we see that closer to 28 or 29 minutes with the upside that it maybe reaches as high as 30 or 31. In my projections at ballboysmba.com, I have him projected for 29 minutes. And according to my minus one projections, he comes out as the 81st ranked player. And in nine category rankings, he comes out as the 89th ranked player. So he is someone that has a little bit of value. And if it goes higher than that in terms of minutes, there's even more upside than that if he plays 30 to 31 minutes per night. However, I still am hesitant to go any higher than that in fantasy hoops because 
I just think that this type of player, a player that is not someone that we consider a... Uh, he doesn't have the talent or, or really commands the team to keep him as the starter for the entire season. Many things can change in an NBA team um, across the span of a season. You've got the trade deadline halfway through the year. You also just got injuries, foul trouble, different things happening, and especially in a team like this where they're not going to be super competitive. There's going to be some tanking shenanigans. I would definitely want to be taking him at a discount to that. And I think that you can get caught up with, you know, the per 36 numbers and things like that. But remember, the more minutes a player like Gafford plays, the more that their block rate comes down. We've seen this time and time again. So if you look at the, you know, the 14 minutes he played off the bench and he averaged 1.1 blocks, but it doesn't just, you can't just like triple that number or double that number when he comes up to 28 minutes. He's not going to average 2.2 blocks. I don't think that that is realistic to expect. Um, we saw that obviously when he went to 25 minutes, essentially, he, he only increased his blocks by 0.3. Uh, whereas if you were to apply that, you know, per game or per 36 number, you'd nearly double it and he'd be getting closer to two blocks per game. So always keep that in mind. I think that if I'm looking at him in a draft, again, I'm hoping to get him closer to pick 100 to me. We've already reviewed a player like Mark Williams on this list. I have more confidence in Mark Williams gaining um, confidence from the coach and getting those minutes. I do think that Daniel Gafford has a higher upside in terms of just sheer numbers from the field goal, the blocks, and he's also a better free throw shooter. He's not necessarily someone that you have to punt field goals in. Uh, Mark Williams is a better rebounder. So again, in that 25 minutes per game, only 6.4 rebounds. I would expect that maybe comes up to eight or so rebounds, eight and a half rebounds per game. But he's not going to be someone coming out there and getting 10, 11, 12 rebounds per game. At least he hasn't shown that to date uh, so far. And again, no steals, no blocks, no threes. Uh, So fairly one-dimensional, fairly two-dimensional, I should say, with field goals and blocks. Um, So I don't think that he's someone that you need to go out of your way to make sure you target in drafts. If he falls you in the 90s or the 100s, sure, he's a great guy to grab there if you're in need of those stats. But by no means, he's someone that you need to go out of your way to really target as a huge sleeper at the end of your draft. So... That's uh, Those are my thoughts on Daniel Gafford. He is someone that we need to just monitor that injury to his elbow as well. So make sure you stay across the news when it comes to that. Um, but again, these big guys who are very one or two-dimensional, I always just take a little bit of haircut, haircut off their projected rankings or their projected value because it is usually tied into one or two categories. And if you don't need those categories, they're very much useless to you. So always keep that in mind when we're talking about a player like that. Number 19 is in the books, and tomorrow we are going to be going through number 18. We are getting further and further down the teens now, guys. I'm going to give you a hint about who is coming up at number 18 tomorrow in a second. Before I do that, though, guys, if you haven't already, I would very much appreciate if you uh, could go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you are watching over on YouTube. Give the video a big thumbs up if you're enjoying this uh, this series or all uh, fantasy basketball content that I've been pumping out recently. want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been sticking around and watched a lot of my videos, listened to a lot of my podcasts for the last several seasons. It is Really cool to be talking a lot of fantasy hoops for you guys. And uh, again, this time of year, it's always very humbling to see how many of you guys are tuning in every day. It is the most exciting time of the year for fantasy hoops. Um, So again, really appreciate you guys tuning in uh, to the podcast and appreciate your support. So hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. Number 18. Here's a hint. This guy is going to be one of... 
I think, the most hyped players when the preseason games start. He is someone that I am a huge fan of. I think he is going to be a superstar in the NBA. He is going to be um, an all-star at some point, maybe an all-NBA player. But is the hype going to go too far? Is he someone that he's going to start to get drafted higher and higher and higher the closer we get to the season? I think he will. I think there is a case that he outperforms where I would like to get him, but there is also a risk that he is really bad, especially to start the season. So those are your hints. I went probably way too in detail there, you guys. Have a guess down in the comment section below uh, and let me know who do you think is going to be at number nine, uh, sorry, number 18. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.